It's RTE Big Music Week 2011. Nothing to do with documentaries? Well, if you go to the Doc on One site on rte.ie, you'll find plenty of documentaries on music and musicians, old and new. RTE Big Music Week celebrates the music that RTE brings to the audience. Music like punk rock. On the Doc on One site, there's a documentary from 1981. Punk was only four years old. It's about punk and its fans, produced by Edmund Hall and presented by this man. London, as usual, was the centre of this new culture. Jerry Ryan. Bands with names like The Damned, The Clash, became instantaneously successful. Most of them probably come, I don't know where he comes from. I'd say he comes from a real snobby background and all that. Yeah. And that goes against being a punk completely. How does it go against being a punk? It's supposed to be working class. Why? Why, because you've nothing to rebel about if you... If you come back from a posh background, your parents got money, you know. There's nothing to rebel about, you've got everything. I think when the middle class got into it and they started making the bread, selling those poxy bondage trousers on the King's Road, I used to buy suits, second-hand suits, off dead men for two quid, you know. Dr. Martin's, an army jacket, a spiky hair, pair of shades, sunglasses. And I used to, I was working in a tyre factory for a while and they had these black masks around the mouth and nose. I wore one of those. You know, it made me look like a terrorist. I, um, I won attention. Never lost. Mainly that. I always like a big crowd around me, you know. I can't stand being on my own. Never lost. Punk just says, I want to be me. An edited extract from the 1981 documentary on punk and new wave music entitled No Time To Be 21. It's there on rte.ie doc on one, but I'll put a link on this week's Curious Ear page. The music documentaries on the Doc on One site are sometimes put together differently from other programmes, as if the documentary maker has been influenced by the musician and the music. In the case of a documentary titled Voice Jazz, this was deliberate and effective. If you like listening to good editing, you'll enjoy voice jazz. Listen to this sequence here. The voices overlap, but don't compete. I just know what it does to me, rivets me makes all of me pay attention. This is when it's good. really annoys me when it's bad. And now you're going to ask me what's good and what's bad. And I remember I really um, a couple of years ago seeing Brad Meldow in Vicker Street on the piano. And I'm always saying this, but it's so true. It felt like the audience went in, sat down, he came out onto the stage and everybody took a breath and went... And at the end of the concert, they all went... It was just spectacular. Voice Jazz, an exploration of jazz music by producer Ethna Hand and sound operator Mark McGrath. Which is very basic, three chords. So a, a very simple approach would be something like this. 
there's often in the to the person who who's not familiar with the music, there's a feeling that they play the melody and then they go off on their own for as long as they like and then they play the melody again and they have a great time in the middle and I'm bored stiff. And the thing about improvised music, I I couldn't do that again now for a million pounds. And we'll never do it again. And if I played it again now, it'd be very much different. But and the reality is that the musicians are following a very strict and distinct form most of the time if they're playing structure. I certainly could not repeat that. And the best and way I think to ever. describe that is in terms of the limerick. If you think of the poem of a limerick, we all have an internal sense of form of the limerick. So the, the one that I always use to, to explain how we can see when form is, is gone askew is to use the one that there was a young man from Japan whose limericks never would scan. When asked why this was, he said, it's because I try and fit as many words into the last line as I possibly can. Now, when a jazz musician is playing a blues or a, something based on the chord changes of I Got Rhythm, that's exactly what's happening. They're playing over an in totally understood form that they've heard thousands of times and they've played thousands of times. So therefore, this little clock is going on inside them that tells them where they are in the song. And everybody else who's playing, or not playing, but just listening, musicians waiting to take their song, are also following that same clock. And that's how they know when to take over, because they know that the other person is going to end at the end of their form. And therefore, they will take over like a relay race, take the baton at the beginning of the form. So that's what's going on. They're not just playing randomly. They are actually following an internal structure to the piece. An edited extract from Voice Jazz, one of the great music documentaries on the Doc on One website. And it's not just me saying that. Voice Jazz won the International Radio Award, the Prix Italia, in 2002. This is RTE's Big Music Week, and we're giving you a taste of the kind of music documentaries there are on the shelves of the Documentary on One website. It's called rte.ie slash docononone, and it's got to be the world's largest online archive of audio documentaries. There are over 700 there, for goodness sake. You are the lark of tumbling down the Jar Wolf is there, Cork musician and songwriter, unassuming, a songwriter songwriter. Linda Geraghty made a programme about him in 2010, Gentle Genius, Forgotten Poet. Listen to Jar's take on writing a good song. It's like Shepherd's Pie, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you might think it's great when you get it first, like, and then you get kind of sick of it, and then you come back to it again. Do you know when you say, geez, that's an all time classic? We should have it once a week, you know. So, so that's the way with songs. But, but I, I mean, I don't think my songs are big classics or anything, you know. But maybe they express a thing that I'm going through, and and hopefully then they mean something to other people. And sometimes I write them for other people. I don't write them for me, like. But maybe there's something, something autobiographical in everything we do, like. But uh, what did I say? I'm gonna stray again. Don't turn me around, yellow moon. I'm lost. If you root around among the music documentaries on the site, you'll get a potted history of music in Ireland. Stop If You Can at House. It was made by Anne-Marie Power in 1998 and tells the story of 10 years of dance music in Ireland. Like all good music documentaries, it gives you the music and more. 
I first took ecstasy in 1989. I wasn't expecting very much anything. I was a bit cynical about this whole paper thing, hyping it up out of all proportion. But after, after about half an hour, I started to feel this, this nice warm glow developing over my body and everything was becoming slightly fuzzy around the edges. Colours seemed slightly brighter, seemed slightly nicer. And then about really an hour into it, I was fully into the full ecstasy experience. I was feeling little tingles up and down my back and spine. And if, if you talk to somebody, they were the most interesting person in the world and you were trying to tell them everything about yourself because you loved them and they loved you. And it's very tactile. The reason why it was called the hug drug is if you're touching somebody or something, all those emotions are heightened and the senses are heightened. And also, if you want to stay out dancing, you're going to need something to keep you awake. And also the fun of it, the whole fun element, the lovely, touchy-feely element of it. Just natural for people who are curious to actually take this. There wasn't that many people using it initially in the first couple of years, but from 1991 onwards, the whole thing really mushroomed. We're going to have a party. An edited extract from House, a 1998 music documentary from the Documentary on One website. Just a taster there of the musical offerings from the website to mark RTE Big Music Week. It's rte.ie forward slash doc on one. Take your mouse for a trot around. I'll leave you with the music and the words about music of Con Curtin. Con was featured in a documentary called The Balloon and Brosna, first broadcast in 2005 and made by Liam O'Brien and Peter Woods. What drives musicians to make music? Listen to Con. I was playing the fiddle over in England. And this fellow all the time following. It's every bloody Sunday following. He said, I'm following you with about four years. He said, I have, I have tweaked you right now. I said, what have you tweaked? I'll tell you straight to your face, he said. And it took me four years to find it out. You're walking alive with insanity and madness when you're playing that fiddle. That's what he told me. With insanity and madness. Yes, I mean, he wasn't too far out. You're in a different world, you know, when you're playing music. You're, you're, not with, you're not with the music at all. You're in a different element altogether. You are. Where are you? Yeah? Where are you? I don't know for what, but you're not with yourself anyway. I will go down for a drink, you know. I might tell you a few more yarns. Or something. <laughs> 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 Let our books, sir, we'll try it. <laughs>